0: Daddy,
1: tell me a story. Hello, and welcome to the Daddy Tell Me a Story podcast. I am Mr. S, and I am joined by my lovely daughters. Joy, grace, faith, and hope. Before bed, we like to let our imaginations run wild, and our dreams run free. We hope you will enjoy listening, as we all tell you a story. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to our bedroom. Tonight is a little bit different, for tonight we had a very busy weekend, so we did not have that much time to record. So tonight, we will just be continuing our original story, The Soldier, The Girl, and The Wild, with Chapter 8, which is called The Difference Between Magic and Power. We hope you enjoy listening to us as we tell you a story tonight. It's gonna to be fun. Okay. We are here now to start chapter eight. Woo! Are you guys excited? Yeah. Yeah? You wanna find out what happens? You might
0: hear me chomping because I'm having orange juice sticks, so you might hear me chomping.
1: Just don't chomp right next to the microphone, please. Okay. I Go over there and chop.
0: Okay, I'll go to the other side of the bed.
1: Okay. All right, here comes chapter eight. Chapter eight is called The Difference Between Magic and Power.
0: Dad, you're elbowing my knee.
1: Sorry. (laughs) As Len approached the gate, he was struck by the sheer ordinariness of the door that was in the hedge. He had seen it through the magical pool, but the contrast was much more stark in real life. It was an extremely dark wood, either naturally or stained that way by a master craftsman. His pulse increased, but his muscles had taken on the relaxed limpness that come with accompanied years of training. He knew what he was about to do, and his muscles were able to be prepared without being tense. The butterflies that were in his stomach stayed there not affecting his limbs in the slightest it was something that only came after your emotions became hammered enough by war he knocked on the ordinary door in the magical glowing hedge I come seeking the wild witches he said open for me for a bit the door did not open The butterflies flitted around a little faster in his stomach, still not affecting his muscles, but increasing Len's discomfort nonetheless. When the door opened, he felt somewhat relieved, but the movement of the butterflies only very minimally decreased. As he walked into the amazing garden around the manor, the butterflies slowed to almost a crawl. The scent was the most delicious thing that he had ever experienced. It made stress, anxiety, and worry evaporate like morning mist before the sun. The flowers, trees, herbs, ponds, and beautiful women that attended them made his purpose far less clear. For a few seconds, he simply stood there, taking it all in, basking in the beauty of it all. Welcome, traveler, said a light voice that snapped him out of his daze. You are not the regular sort of person we see in places like this. I am a bale, mistress of wood, of the wild witches. How may I help you? Len looked at the owner of the voice. She was a tall, thin woman who could easily look him in the eyes. Her hair was light brown, almost the color of willow branches, and her eyes were a deep green. She wore a white dress with Guys, a wooden... Guys, this, get,
0: this gets very intense at the end. And they might start a new season sooner, so get prepared. We might start a new season sooner, sooner okay?
1: Excuse me. Announcements are at the end.
0: But when I go to CC, that's at the beginning.
1: <laughs> you do it at the end. Now, anyway, back to... That's how
0: podcasts work.
1: Okay. Back to the story.
0: Time to sleep!
1: Her hair. She wore a white dress with a wooden crown on her head. And stood with the solemn grace of a woman in charge. He had seen this look in queens with large entourages. When a woman had a lot of other women to boss around... She became a very strange mixture of demure and powerful that inspired jealousy in women and awe in men. Even Len, who had gotten used to this kind of woman over the past year of being paraded around courts, could not help but feel the latter. My name is Len, he said. I seek to learn magic. I want to learn the secrets of magic. The tall woman smiled at that. "'It was a kind but also patronizing smile. "'It was the kind of smile a mother gives "'when her 16-year-old son tells her his grandiose plans. "'It is well that you want that,' she said. "'But surely you know that being a wizard or a sorcerer "'or a warlock is extremely rare. "'While one woman in three can use magic, "'not one man in a thousand can.' "'She stepped closer.' Deliberately invading his space She radiated power and authority Like a perfume And Len felt uncomfortable But did not react Are you certain you have this gift, Len? She asked If you try to touch magic While not being gifted it The consequences can be grave Len stood fast Not backing down from her step forward He knew women like this Ones who like to throw their authority around. Allow them to continue doing so, and they would abuse you until they grew bored, which could be a very long time.
0: Until they did it. Until they didn't get bored. So you might not want to do that.
1: He met her eyes then green eyes that looked like the canopy of an ancient forest, and he deliberately stared back. I am the sole survivor of my battalion, he said. I should have been killed several times over, and I have killed several times more than any man should have. When I lost my eye, it only improved my aim. The scar on my sword arm made my swing stronger. I have chosen to go where others cannot, and do what others will not. I have come from peasants and have earned the ear of nobles. I am not one man in a thousand, mistress. I am one man in a hundred thousand. Initiate me, and you will see. You may be tested," said Abael. "We are always seeking willing initiates, but the next moon is not for a few weeks. We will not be able to perform the ceremony until then. It was Len's turn to invade Abael's space then. He leaned in and lowered his voice, not wanting it to carry around to all the other women. "'With all due respect, mistress,' said Len very quietly. "'I would like to speak with you in private, you and the other mistresses.' Abail hesitated and raised her eyebrows. "'Why would I do this for you?' she asked. "'You may see the others at your initiation ceremony.' "'Because, unlike the starry-eyed waifs that normally come knocking on your door, "'I actually know the secrets of magic and power,' he said. Abel's eyes widened just a bit, "'not enough to be noticeable to anyone else but Len, who was standing close. "'Len intended to make his next words count. "'He had gathered much knowledge from his time in the courts of the Baron,' including the difference between magic and power, which he had gleaned from more than one conversation with a wizard who liked wine. He hoped this information would offset the witch and lure her into his trap. What is the difference? Hang on. I know that you do not have to wait until the next blood moon to initiate me, he continued, for the shining one that gives you your magical abilities... "...only craves the misery that you feed it from those who have trapped in the garden, and a contained place to inhabit. But the unenlightened need to be misled as to the nature of magic, don't they? It's how you maintain control." Suddenly, Len felt pressure around his legs that instantly turned into crushing pain that engulfed him from the waist down. He looked down and his legs were enveloped in thick wooden roots that tightened and wriggled like snakes. Two more shot out and grasped his wrists, pulling them down to pin them to his waist. He watched as the wooden vines removed his long knife and his pistol and tossed them to the side. The Mistress of Wood came very close to his face, fury flaming in her eyes. "'You are a brave man to come and threaten me in my own home.' said abel i suppose you think that you have gotten some kind of advantage or blackmail over me but i have magic and you do not making threats without the means to back them up is a very dangerous gamble don't you think i do said len that's why i hate gambling len looked to his left and so did abel their conversation had attracted a small crowd of sisters and apprentices who were chattering and whispering to each other. A crowd of several dozen women, but they each held an expression of confusion or fright. A lack of men was something that Len knew a group of women felt acutely. Another observation from courtly life. He had learned this from his time in court life. Turning away a man for what appeared to be earnest enthusiasm would not go over well with everyone else in the manor the Mistress of Wood hesitated at the prospect of being against the will of everyone else. I am aware of the difference between magic and power, Mistress, he said. Magic is knowing how to convince supernatural creatures to do things for you. Power is about convincing people to do things for you. I do not have magic, but I do have power. Give me what I want, and I will give you what you want. "'What do you say?' Abail's face stayed hard and unchanging, "'but Len knew that he had gotten to her. "'What is it you want?' she growled. "'Saya's tail was longer now, almost as long as her leg. "'Soon they would come and harvest it again, "'and she would be in pain again. "'These thoughts weighed her down into the mud as she dug into it, "'and she snapped at the wiggling worm that appeared.' She now craved worms, but not really. She was a salamander, but also a human. The salamander part of her enjoyed the worm, but Saya cringed in disgust at the revolting mouthful. She didn't know if she would ever get used to eating bugs, or the pain of having her tail removed. Perhaps that was the point. Perhaps this was punishment for her impudence. Perhaps she was getting exactly what she deserved. "'That thought hurt more than the tail and the worm combined. "'She curled into the mud, stewing in her sorrow. "'She was suddenly and violently pulled out of both. "'She wriggled as the hand yanked her from the pond. "'It surely wasn't time yet. "'Her tail had not fully grown back yet. "'Were they going to take a leg this time?' "'Well, little salamander,' said the voice of Mistress Kella again, Today is your lucky day. Someone cared, came for you after all. Saya turned her little head, trying to make out who had come from her. Surely not Len. Her salamander eyes were not very good, but what she could see was a thick neck, broad shoulders, a close haircut, and a blurry face with a dark streak around the right side of the face where an eye should be. It leaned closer and the blurry face resolved into the unmistakable face of the man she had run from. It was Len. He had come for her. She wanted to yell, to throw her arms around him, to be held by him. But she could do none of that. Mistress Kella held her fast. She simply sat and looked up at him. He reached his finger and rubbed her head in between her eyes her eyes closed of their own accord, and she basked in the small sign of affection, the first she had had in what seemed like an eternity. "'Now, good sir,' she heard Mistress Kella say, "'here is the girl that you seek. Her form will be restored when your end of the deal is fulfilled.' "'I will bring a posse of men from the village,' Len said, "'and you will have your sacrifice.' "'Wait, what did he say?' "'The village? Sacrifice?' "'She did not have time to think much, "'for Mistress Kella tossed her back into the pond. "'Saya wriggled back to the surface "'in time to see Len walking back to the gate. "'Len was going to bring the village "'and sacrifice them for her?' "'She thought of her grandma, "'of the men in the village. "'What would happen if he led a posse straight into a trap? "'How would her grandma get by "'without the men of the village to protect her?' She couldn't let this happen. She couldn't let them all pay the price for her. She had already caused enough pain and was the suffering for the consequences of it. She wanted to call out to tell Len not to do it, but she couldn't. The door closed behind him with a bang. Bang, and she sank back down into the murky What about Willick? Hang on. Yeah, that about her slime. Willink? She sank back down into the murky warm waters that made her slimy salamander body loved, but made the human part of her wallow in misery. Okay, now that's the end of the chapter. So, uh, you said it's
0: kind of a cliffhanger. This is well, a complete we know, well, cliffhanger. We,
1: well, we know what Len is going to go do next.
0: What? Where, he's going to go get a posse
1: go? from the village.
0: And I know. Well, I, a, I don't know. You I guys know upstairs. You guys know he's not going to do that. He, he might have something. Else. He might have a special twist. I was upstairs. He
1: might have a special trick up his sleeve.
0: I hopefully upstairs. Len doesn't
1: sacrifice all the men of the village
0: I know what happened, Daddy
1: I know you, well, they don't just tell, all
0: want to have cute boys they don't well, don't. they tell, don't slap, slap his face, okay
1: well guys, guys, guys alright, it's time to go to sleep now it's okay. time to go to sleep now everyone have a good night and a good evening and join us next time as we all tell you a story